are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, a San Antonio Spurs reporter. Glad to have you back, TGIF. And in case you missed it, late last night, I reported on social media that there was a report floating out there that went under the radar for most of the day. As you know, the NBA trade deadline is fast approaching. It's about a month, a little, a little less than a month away from now. There was a report on ESPN's The Jump via ESPN reporter Mark Spears that he's been hearing from scouts, GMs, etc., etc., that the Spurs are going to be active in the trade deadline specifically with LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Talking about that report, what does it mean for the Spurs if true? What does it mean for DeMar and LaMarcus if true? Trade scenarios? And then we'll take a break from that and look back at the Spurs game, um, well, the first game back from their uh, pause in season due to COVID. To do that and more, I'm joined by Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. And Casey, I, I guess you're chomping at the bit to throw out some trade scenarios, aren't you? Oh, I love this time of year just to get weird. But I think some of it's like some of the stuff I wrote down. I don't think it's too weird. The uh, Spurs reportedly, according to Mark Spears, are going to be um, shopping LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Here's the actual quote, Casey. Another name is San Antonio. It's kind of surprising, Spears said. LaMarcus Aldridge's name has been bandied about. Also, a little bit I'm hearing is DeMar DeRozan, end quote. I'm going to start off by saying this. You hear this almost every year with these two guys, especially last year when DeRozan was a uh, was a free agent before he picked up his uh, player option. And, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, he was supposed to be gone by now, according to many, at the draft. You know, the Spurs are going to use him to trade up, and that was everybody was waiting for that moment to fall, and it never happened. Is this a situation of, eh, you know, here we just here we go again and have fun, or you think there may be something serious here? Oh, you're, it, it's it's probably the former of what you said there. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing kind of history of the way this organization works and what always feels like they're kind of almost near disinterest in terms of doing anything this time of year, but there might be some sort of credibility, I think, especially on the Aldridge front, because there's not much of a, a, I guess, kind of a a market from him in terms of getting back a a real asset. But Mm -hmm. I think you're in a situation with Aldridge where if you find a team that's ready or trying to get out of a deal, Aldridge is the perfect match. Aldridge has the money is a perfect match to get that thing done. And that way you're getting some sort of capital on the uh, sweeten the deal on the way back, depending on who you're talking to, you can, and how many years are left on that deal. You can really theoretically bring a a halfway decent return. So I think more on the Aldridge front, as opposed to uh, DeRozan, if anything were to happen in the unlikelihood, but Hey, you never know, man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Look, to be fair, we got to balance it out, and there have been other reports that the NBA teams do not have any interest in either player. And that's according to his colleague at ESPN, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe reported a month ago that, yeah, teams don't really have that much of an interest in the pair of Spurs. I see this as more as just GM's posturing, 
you know, scout saying things, you know, maybe just the money, the waters, because they probably want to make a deal. I mean, that's not that's very common in the practice. And if the Spurs are just putting their toes in the water, okay, fine. They have to do that. They got to see if they can get a return. But mm-hmm. let's start off with Aldridge. And, well, this season, let's just say his trade value is very low. Uh, he's right. He's coming off a hip injury. He's only logged 19 games. He's 35 years old. He's averaging 4.5 rebounds. That's the lowest of his career. Mm-hmm. And that three-point shot, one or two will fall, but I guess that's the best you're going to get from him. And, yeah, going back to the rebounding, he's only had one double-figure rebounding game this season against the Thunder back in January 12th. I know you have some trade scenarios later on the show. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. But without revealing your trade, you know, fictitious trade here, yeah. first man's got to understand they're not going to get a haul back from him, aren't they? No, not at all. Not at all. At least at least from a, a team inquiring about him, trying to, I guess, really use him as an asset as opposed to a, a money, as opposed to a, a number. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's just been too much of an inconsistent inconsistency thing with him, whether it be the shoulder dating back to last year or right. a couple of injuries he's had so far this year. I just don't think that there's any kind of really true significant return that you're going to get back for Aldridge uh, at this point of his career and the way this season has shaked out. And, and we, I think we just by pure law of averages, just by pure law of basketball life that a player declining going into his mid thirties is not going to put up the better, the, it's not going to put up consistently stronger numbers. And and that's mm-hmm. no indictment on Aldridge. That's just kind of the way it is, but the yeah. way that things have stepped back this season, I don't know if it's as much a schematic thing too, with a lot of the younger guys for the younger guys out there playing a little bit smaller, the up-tempo ball, but clearly it just hasn't, it just hasn't worked in this last season. And, and Aldridge hasn't been the Aldridge that has been an all-star within. Let's move on to DeMar DeRozan out there where you might get some haul uh, back if the Spurs mm-hmm. are dangling him. Uh, he's been the tip of the spear for the Spurs offensively this season, averaging close to 20 points per game, 19.8, five rebounds, 6.9 assists. I believe that that leather leads the Spurs or it's right up there. 48% shooting through 25 games played this season. He ranks second among all small fours in free throw attempts. Free throws made, third in assists, eighth in scoring, and the 4-0 Spurs, that is. When this DeMar DeRozan records 30 or more points and 9-1 when he hands out eight or more assists. So he's an impact player for the Spurs. Both are in their final contract year with San Antonio. But if you're just talking about DeMar there's where you might have something to get somewhat of a haul back. Mm-hmm. Spurs fans should realize that if they make a move with DeRozan, is that a signal of, yeah, we're really blowing this up and really starting over? No, I don't think so. The The guy the guy made it clear to management that he's he's leaving. And I think that's the only way you part ways with him right now. You don't part ways from the standpoint that the the X's and O's standpoint that hey we're not getting Lonnie enough touches we're not right. getting uh, Keldon enough touches anything like that you don't trade him from that standpoint because that doesn't make sense because clearly he's shown that he fits that he works I mean he's having an all even though he wasn't an all star he's having an all star caliber season at this point in the season fixing in with 
meshing with these new guys. Mm-hmm. So you don't move him in that respect. You move him because you know his value is high right now. And especially in a market where teams are just going crazy for wing players over the past couple of years, whether it was Harden this past year or Paul George the year before. And mm-hmm. who knows, this time in a couple of weeks, we might even be talking about the haul that Washington got back for Bradley Beal. I mean, Kelly Oubre got OKC a first round pick from Golden State, right. a conditional first round pick. And he's a he was a free agent too going uh, uh, going into next summer uh, in a contract season. I, I say this all the time. DeMar has been, the only thing he's done wrong in San Antonio is not be Kawhi Leonard from that yeah. standpoint. I mean, he has been immaculate in every other respect for this team, on mm-hmm. the court, off the court, coachability, everything. X is an O standpoint. Again, it does not make sense to move him. And if you can get him back at a reasonable price tag next summer, I think you strongly consider doing it. But on the contrary, if you're willing to cut the emotional tug, uh, tug of your heartstrings to, to just be cliche about it and think about organizational, organizational aspect going forward and you get the feel that he's not coming back next season, you got to explore it. It, yeah, and, and the opportunity is there. I think you have to. If it is true, then yeah, of course, Brian Wright is going to be looking around the, the league. That's what he's there for. He's supposed to be looking for ways to improve the team. I highly doubt they're going to trade Keldon. I highly doubt they're going to trade DeJounte or Derek. They just Derek, they just gave him a new deal. They're not going to trade him. So that leaves your, 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 your players that are, I don't want to say expendable, but that are more easily to move. Because both have expiring contracts. You'd make the best deal you can for guys that could walk away for nothing. Uh, but if it's LaMarcus Aldridge, I, I, you know, I get it, you know, because I don't think he fits in their long-term plans, that being the Spurs. Mm-hmm. DeRozan may, though. That's the thing. DeRozan right. may fit in their long-term plans. Because, right. yes, there is the idea of going young and rebuild and, you know, let's, let's let the young guys completely take over the franchise on the court. But you cannot do that with without some sort of stability. And that's what DeMar does. Planning out, you know, a 35-year-old beat-up, now often injured forward or an era of the NBA where his skill set maybe isn't quite fittable in what the NBA is now. Yeah, you want to part with him. All right, when we get back, uh, we're going to shift gears and let Casey take over the show, and he's going to throw out some (laughs) uh, trade scenarios that he uh, whipped up. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to get your sports action and to bet on it as well. Football may be over. But you got the NBA, you got college basketball, you got the NHL, they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers TV shows, reality TV, and awards. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best place to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head out to the website, BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. And get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira because he certainly loves the chat with Spurs fans, especially when it comes to trade scenarios. And let's dive right into that right now, Casey. Uh, before I recorded, you mentioned to me that 
hey Jeff, you know I got a couple scenarios that I want to throw out I there. Said, Jeff, wait ten more minutes. Yeah, wait, wait ten, ten more minutes. minutes. I'll be ready. Yeah. He's been cooking this for ten minutes, everybody. So let's hear what yeah. Casey has to say. Casey, <laughs> take it away. Yeah. yeah. Was, what do you got? Mental math to see if it makes sense. And for the most part, it probably doesn't make sense. I'm looking at it in hindsight, oh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, you know, for I guess we'll start with Demar and well first and kind of the name the team he's been linked to for a while is Miami. Uh, and I think the, if, if you're going to find a suitor for DeMar DeRozan, I think it has to be a team that is close. And I know Miami hasn't been great this year, but I think you and I would agree at the end of the day, they're going to be, they're going to be probably a top five seed. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think they're 10th right now in, in, in the playoff picture, but I think, you and I can both say that very confidently that they're probably going to be a top five seed in, in Absolutely. the postseason. So knowing that and that standpoint, I think they need one more guy to at least offer some sort of consistency, especially with Jimmy Butler all banged up. So writing down things, I came up with a couple names, mixing and matching that perhaps I can make work. So you get back, if you send them to the heat, you get back Iguadala and Olenek to basically match the the quick numbers and the money. Olenek okay. twelve, Iguadala fifteen, and 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 just Demar's twenty eight. Just about and, and just put it out and just put it out there. There has been already a report that the Heat are interested in making a deal with, well, or at least are interested in San Antonio's guys, but in this case, it was Rudy Gay. So yeah, and they're looking at a small forward, but I think uh, a Demar Derozan would fit better in that scenario for the Heat. Right. No, I agree. So those two guys right off the bat to match the money, to match DeMar's just shy of 28, Iggy Olenek uh, coming in at 27. You still have a little bit of the flexibility left there uh, both ways. So what Miami would offer back is some semblance of Precious Precious Achua, Duncan Robinson, which is the big one here. They have picks in 23 and 25 lotto protected or uh right lotto protected so mm-hmm. there's a chance you might get one of those back and they can't trade this year's it belongs to houston so you'd have to swap at 22 if you can get maybe three out of the four of those with Pachua, duncan robinson's a free agent restricted he's expected to get a little bit of money this year and there's been reports miami is open to letting him go so if you can get three out of the four of here Achua, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, and at least the first for DeMar and some filler of Eubanks, Trey Jones, Quindary Weatherspoon, one of those, one of those guys not making a whole lot of money. I almost said Chemezi Metu. It's like <laughs> it's like knee-jerk at this point. No, not Chemezi Metu. He's not a spur anymore. Uh, that's the first thing I came up with. Precious Achua, first round pick. Mid-round, first-round pick this past season, mm-hmm. two-way forward. All it fits a lot of the mold of what the Spurs need. And, and Achua was and a, yeah, and Achua was a, right, yeah, a guy that the Spurs reportedly were high on in the draft. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't see Miami giving up that that much though. Well, that's see, a that's, lot. That's yeah. a lot. Right. That is a that's lot. That's a lot. That's a lot for a guy who is a free agent. But the only reason I say it, I, I throw this out there is just the buyer's market that it is. And if you're a team like the Spurs 
that has a wing in demand, you got to at least try for that. You got to at least say, listen, you don't know if you're keeping Duncan Robinson. Throw that in there. But Chua, has got a gift to get. And if you don't want to throw in any of the picks, fine. So if you get two, if you get even two out of those four I just threw out there, you think you do it from the Spurs standpoint? From the Spurs standpoint, yes. But from the Miami standpoint, I don't know. No. Uh, I, I just don't see Miami do I think maybe, you feel, maybe a Chua. What, <sighs> what if you feel, if Miami feels like they have a real shot at signing DeMar? Like long-term? Like three, two, two and one for like 85. If he's willing to give you that commitment, then yeah, you go for it. Because you still have at least have Hero on the team if you're there. You have yeah, Adebayo. The only yeah, reason they, uh, they, that, that you hesitate to do that is because you're locked into two years, or I guess at that point it'd be three years theoretically, of both Jimmy and Damar making 30 plus million dollars a year right at age 32 33 34 35 yeah it's definitely it's definitely a scenario right i mean you still have out of bio you still have hero the heat are just like the spurs the heat are just like the spurs they talk so much about culture and blah 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 all those things that that we've been beaten over the head with here in san antonio it's just the match just as much the same thing in mm-hmm. Miami as well with with Riley in that, I think. You, uh, go go ahead. No no no. I I you took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna talk about Riley. I think Riley would go for it. If, if but is Demar enough to push Miami into that? We're going to the finals and we're gonna win it. That's the thing. Is right. he enough? And he's never at least to this point in his career, he's never had that that uh that Does reputation. It, but, I mean, do we think it makes them? Better at least for this year, I do. I do. I mean, you're you're. I I, I think so. We all okay. I mean, well, Brooklyn, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not one of these guys who's totally bought in on Philly yet. Um, Brooklyn, I think, is, right now is still is still the team to come out of the East. But I look at that Milwaukee team. I don't think that Milwaukee team's much better than Miami if they get to Mar. I don't think anybody else. So yeah. if you're a top, if that puts you in a, a top three spot, if Miami can make up a little bit of ground here and, and work overtime and do that, even even top four and get home court advantage, I could definitely see them coming out of the East. It would be nice to see Duncan Robinson in San Antonio. It pretty much it writes itself. Um, so, what about LaMarcus so, Aldridge? What do you got for him? Okay. So the only way, the only way, I think you get anything of value in return for Aldridge is if you take on bad money on the way back. And the worst contract mm. in the league right now is probably Kevin Love. Has only played two games this year for Cleveland. Is owed at least $30 million, $31 million each over the next three seasons. So that's like dead money. That's just not doing anything. Literally, literally, literally it's dead money. He's, yeah. He hasn't been doing anything. So... Where Cleveland is, they're kind of in a spot very similar to the Spurs in which they got a lot of young guys on the upswing. And if they can time it right, freeing up an extra $28 million long-term to get an 
the, the pieces to go with the, the Darius Garlands and the Colin Sextons of the world, two guys who had very strong starts to the season. I know they have a lot of high stake on, uh, uh, what was it? Okoro, Isaac mm-hmm. Okoro. They, they had, uh, they have a lot of, uh, you know, banking on, on him as well. So on that timeline, if they can follow that timeline and have that money available in two years to pick up a, a free agent that could work, I mean, that could, that, that theoretically and, could be a, that could be a squad. And, 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 and for Jared Allen that you're going to yeah. resign as well. I mean, that's something there. And so, you have LMA's expiring deal, which is perfect for them. They're wondering, yeah, that's exact right. That's the exact reason you do it if you're Cleveland. But if you're the Spurs, you're saying, "Listen, man. I mean, I'm I'm saving like I am getting you out of salary cap hell right now. Thank you. If you yeah. want to get out of salary cap hell, you're going to have to pay to get out of salary cap hell. Yeah. So you do. And that. the Spurs have the flexibility to absorb some some of that. Exactly. Exactly. So you do that. You take the you take back LMA and Love. You put Trey Lyles in there to match up the money a little bit more. The main focal points, the big return that you're getting back from Cleveland, first and 21, first and 23. And maybe try to milk a second. Milk, try to milk a second out of there, too. I think it could work. I, I like that deal. Uh, I think that will work for Cleveland. You mentioned they're in salary cap. Hell, he has an expiring contract. Right? My thing, my fear is that I don't want the Spurs absorbing too much well that's that's return the that's the thing right. i don't want that's, that to happen because they have mm-hmm. so much flexibility after the season but but keep in mind though the spurs never sign guys in the, in the offseason they're never yeah, off times season. are changing though i mean it's not the tim duncan <sighs> big three era anymore i mean that's no. the thing. they they gotta jump start this thing they you gotta be competitive have, right but you still have 21 million dollars to spend with Love's 31, Spurs are projected to have 52 this summer. So right. it doesn't eat up everything. And 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 so, that free agent crop got watered down completely. And it got um, very yeah. watered down. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it got watered down by a lot. Yeah. Well, when um, we get back, um, we're going to continue this chat uh, about the uh, trade scenario. And then look back. Well, Casey's trade scenarios, excuse me. And then, of course, the Spears uh, report. And then look back at that first game back uh, for the Spurs coming out of the pause. We're back, and I'm still joined by Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports still. reporter. Follow him. <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, we got a new guest that's coming on, and a surprise guest in just a few seconds. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira, and make sure to go check out Vieira's an essay, Snowpocalypse. That is the newest episode new from uh, Casey and his uh, wife there. And even I think your your, your pup makes a uh, cameo wearing a fancy oh, sweater yeah. too. Yeah, you know him. He's a sweater guy. Had to wear a couple of them. It was cold, man. Yeah, so make sure uh, so, go yeah. check it out on YouTube. Just just simple. Just on YouTube, search Casey. Um, no, sorry, Vieira's in San Antonio, or just go to Casey's Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira, and it's there. Go check it out. And I you mentioned that because we, now we have a surprise guest to wrap up this episode of Lockdown Spurs, Joe Garcia, Two Shots Podcast. He's going to help me put a bow on this episode as he and I are going to look back at the Spurs um, return from the uh, COVID pause. Joe, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. And, you, you know, during the break, Joe, Casey kind of kept you – well, he kept you up to speed of what we've been talking about, the uh, 
the trade report. He threw out a couple of deals. He's going to wrap it up. But Casey, do you want to just quickly tell Joe your trade scenarios? Yeah. Uh, one, one, one we got a little cute with was your annual DeMar to Miami rumor. Where basically after the money match with Iggy and Olenek, you're getting two out of the four of Precious Achua, Duncan Robinson, uh, 23 first round pick or a 25 first round pick. So you get two out of the four of those. That was my one for Miami for tomorrow. Uh, for Aldridge, which I think is more reasonable, I'm more on the boat of taking back a bad deal if you're going to get some heavy capital on the way back. And that deal is centered around Aldridge in exchange for Love's bad contract a first from Cleveland in 21, a first from Cleveland in 23. And that still frees up your money to re-sign tomorrow. That's what I came up with. And of course, Joe, you, by now you, you heard the, the report from ESPN's Mark Spears saying that DeRozan and Aldridge, uh, their names are being shopped right now. So Joe, take it away. What are your thoughts about this trade and um, Casey's uh, hypotheticals? We always hear rumors, you know, coming out. Sooner or later, you know, hey, the Spurs are interested or they're they're listening to offers from other teams. And really, at this point, you know, we we're kind of accustomed to nothing comes of it. However, mm-hmm. at this point in time, given the situation with the team, I think it's more likely that they might be listening to trade offers for LaMarcus. At this point, I don't understand really what you're going to get for trading DeMar. DeMar has been one of your most consistent players on the team. And if we go ahead and get rid of him, who's going to take his place? I mean, yes, we can go ahead and get some asset uh, for DeMar because he still has value. Um, But at the end of the day, are we going to just bet the farm and just let Lonnie Walker assume that role? We showed he's shown that he still needs some work um, as far as, you know, certain aspects of his game that he needs to develop. Now, LaMarcus is interesting because if he's delegated to the bench, he becomes a, an asset to the Spurs. They could use him in that second unit. However, if he does not want to come off the bench and he he wants to be traded or the Spurs are like, well, there's going to be a situation where it's going to be uh, cancerous for the team. They need to go ahead and, I guess, at that point, see what they can get for him. But you don't necessarily need to take on bad contracts. You can, you can possibly take a pick or, you know, maybe somebody comparable. You know, somebody who can actually play defense um, that might actually help the team a little bit more. So there's different scenarios there. But at the end of the day, I just don't think you need to take on bad contracts uh, just for the sake of getting a body, you know? Well, I mean, you're not doing it for the sake of, of this season. Yeah. And by the sound of it, you're more of an immediacy guy, which is which is fair. But you're not doing it for this season. I think with Demar. The only way you make that trade, I was having this conversation with Jeff uh, beforehand, is the only way you make the DeMar trade is if you get the feel that he's out or you're just so wrapped up in this buyer's market for wings that you just got to pull the trigger. You don't do it from an X's and O's standpoint. You don't do it to get Lonnie Walker more shots. That, that's not the reason that you make this trade. Uh, that was my rationale with the Demar thing. Truth maybe be told, giving me, maybe giving uh, Lonnie more shots is a bad idea. 
<laughs> Honestly, right now, yeah. Yeah. You do the DeMar thing essentially as to, to really maximize any sort of return that you think you might not get if he just walks, which to be honest, I think there's just as good a chance he walks and he stays. It's a coin toss. The thing with him, guy's got a great poker face for two years now. He, he doesn't concede one way or another as to what's mm-hmm. going on. So that's a thought process there. The thing with Aldridge is that I'm looking at it from the standpoint of this. The Spurs don't sign anybody anyways in the offseason. Almost never. Almost never make a big move in the free agent market in the summer. And he was the last one. Back love. What was that? He was the last one, the last major yeah, 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 off-season right. acquisition. Going, right, right. If, if you exclude the Kawhi stuff, yeah, him. So if you do the Aldridge thing, you get Cleveland out of salary cap hell. They're very much in a situation like the Spurs where they got a solid young backcourt and they're on the ascension. And they're in a spot in a couple of years from now, or really a year now uh, from now, potentially, that if, if they see that market next summer's free agent market, and they have some more bucks to spend, $31 million <laughs> left to, uh, to clear up. I mean, you can get some quality assets to go with that backcourt. But I, I, from the Spurs standpoint, you got $52 million projected, give or take, to spend this summer. Might even be more. What are you going to do with the remaining 21 that you have in this free agent class that you're just blown away with? There's nobody that there's nobody really that you're overly invested to pick up or, or make a play at. That's going to be largely the game changer with the exception of DeMar, if he wants to stay. So if you're going to Cleveland, you're saying, hey, okay, so I want one first rounder in 21 to get us out of the fact that we're picking up $31 million and I want another first for 2023 2023, just for doing you a favor here and making sure you get out of that money. So as a result, you take back Love, who in many regards also is a good culture guy too. Loves a, t- loves a championship guy. Loves re-signed with a team based solely on, well, I mean, I guess a big contract is a good reason to stay too. But, but as a vet culture guy on that Cleveland squad, that's one of the big reasons he's there too. So you take back Love, you, learn, you lose $31 million in cap space, fine. But you take back a 2021 first round pick this upcoming year, which has a chance to be a top 10 pick. Still a lot of basketball left and a lot of time for Cleveland to totally regress. You have an extra one in 2023, and you're in good shape. You go right there. You got a little bit of money spent to keep DeMar, and uh, yeah. And as we mentioned, too, before Joe came on, you're also talking about bringing in Love, who is close with DeMar DeRozan. They're on the same page when it comes to mental advocacy, um, and that might be a reason for DeMar to say, yeah, you know, maybe I'll stick around long term. Uh, Joe, your thoughts? You know, I hit Joe with a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of hear what Casey's saying, and I kind of hear, you know, what what your, you know, thoughts were as well. At this point in time, you know, I I wouldn't mind the Spurs actually keeping DeMar DeRozan, you know, if he wants to stay. You know, as we look at what can happen in free agency, as Casey's dead on, there's not a lot of big names out there already. All the big names were signed in the previous year, you know, so you're just going to basically go after a body somebody who can actually help the team. That's just not going to be an, a a superstar, you know, or or bonafide NBA 
all-star. It's just uh, somebody who can go ahead and help, a piece that can help the team. You know, if they're needing somebody to to possibly fill the role of, let's say, LaMarcus is leaving and they want to go ahead and get some insurance, then basically that's what they can, can possibly do at that point because there's no big names out there. But if you can get something, you know, for him, for LaMarcus right now, and possibly, you know, that can help the team for the future, go ahead and do it. You know, if it makes sense, that's the thing at the end of the day, the NBA is a business and it has to make sense, not only for, for the team, but also from a business perspective, you know, the X's and O's are part of that. But at the end of the day, you also want to be financially sound. You don't want to get into really yeah. bad deals. And and I, I think this at the end of the day, we can talk about this all we want. The Spurs are going to spur and they're not going to do anything. And that's how it usually happens. And that's like yeah, what's going to happen. And yeah, I, let's be real, guys. This is a dead yeah. conversation. There's nothing <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if anything is going to happen is the fact that they want to – I think they just want to preserve that money they have. I think they see that. They haven't been like that in quite some time. Now there's a chance. Now what are they going to do with it? I don't know because we mentioned that the big names are pretty much gone. Gobert resigned. Giannis signed. They're not Kawhi's not coming back because he can scratch him off. You uh, never know, Jeff. <laughs> and Honestly, that, Kawhi and, would Kawhi would be well. Kawhi fits great with any team, but right. Kawhi with this team, I mean, that'd be devastating. Exactly what they need. Yeah, That's exactly. Article exactly Sun returns. <laughs> I know. And, and that leaves LeBron would come back to Cleveland. Nope. No. And that just leaves no. your 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 big fish right now in that free agent pool is Demar. As of right now, he's probably the big name that's left. I mean, in, I mean, outside of Kawhi, you know, and because you, yeah, you just, you know, if they want to make a big splash in free agency, what it could be just there, and it could be right there in their backyard right now, and mm-hmm. and that being Demar Derozan. All right. Casey, uh, any final thoughts before we let you go and um, I pick up uh, some more Spurs talk here with Joe? Uh, good to converse with you guys, right? Did we decide that was the word, Jeff? Converse? Yeah, dialogue. We said dialogue. Dialogue. We have a we dialogue. In the middle. Yeah. yeah, good to have dialogue with you guys. Uh, that's for really nothing that's going to happen. But, you know, <laughs> you know, love talking with you fellas. So yeah, You yeah. just threw a little gas <laughs> on the fire is all. Oh, That's man. all. Well, Spurs Twitter. Spurs Twitter. All you have to do. I was telling Jeff. I was telling Jeff before this. Before we went on, you put either Demar trade in your tweet, or you put Lonnie in your tweet, and you just lit the freaking bomb to set off Spurs Twitter. Or just say <laughs> Luca Samanich. Or yeah. Or Luca bust in the same yeah. tweet. And next Done. thing you know, you, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so, you're good. Hey, Demar. Yeah, yeah. You're, uh. But yeah, um, follow Casey on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. So you can hear all those bombs he's going to release. Uh, so expect some Lonnie. He's going to be one one name tweets now from uh, Casey, Lonnie Walker. That's it. Just, <laughs> just, I'm just going to tweet yeah. Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let the fires begin. And don't forget to uh, check out Vieira's an essay on YouTube. Um, he, uh, Casey's latest, uh, well, Casey and his wife, excuse me, his latest show is out as they deal with the snowpocalypse, the winter storm in San Antonio and much, much more. And Casey, we appreciate you and, uh, we'll have you back on Lockdown Spurs, uh, very, very soon. All right. That was, uh, Casey Vieira giving his thoughts on the trade, but Joe, let's, uh, dive into a different topic here now. And that being the return to play for San Antonio after the pause. Look, it was a loss. It was a painful loss. Thanks to a Lou Dort three point shot. But a sloppy play down the stretch, 
I predicted that this is what was going to happen to this Spurs team, that they were going to have bad play, sloppy-looking, rusty-winded. And we saw it, but you do give them credit for being competitive, at least. Yeah, you give them credit for being competitive. I mean, they just they, they did the best with what they had. You know, they could have won the game. The game was there for them to win. Unfortunately, it was just too many mistakes. Um, and we've seen this happen. That's That's the... The thing that I think really upset Spurs fans, they want to blame the loss solely on Patty Mills. And it wasn't just Patty. It was the team as a whole. They just made too many mistakes down the stretch. Again, missed defensive assignments, rotating late, you know, leaving guys wide open to shoot threes. I mean, this this is something that we shouldn't be surprised with. We've seen this happen time and time again. And I've actually gone back to watch tape and I finally figured out What's going on with a lot of these missed assignments, Jeff? And, and what it boils down to is the inexperience of the youth. What happens is that a lot of our veteran players have to go ahead and overplay because some of our younger players that are out there on the court aren't in the correct positions. So while it looks like, oh, Patty Mills messed up or so-and-so messed up, they overplayed, you know, they're trying to come over here and give help, you know, help defense. It, actually, it Sometimes it's just little things that happen mm-hmm. that the younger players are doing that, that are messing up the play. It just takes that one right. little mistake and the veterans try to come in and help. And then that's when you have a guy wide open, hits a three pointer, wins the game. That's the way it goes, you know, and it's coach pops said he didn't look like he was too upset afterwards. It's just like, he was proud of the guys for what they did. Mm-hmm. It's a growing process. It's part of the growing process. It's growing pains. And we all knew this going into the season, so it shouldn't come as a surprise. And it should be even more not of a surprise that they lost. I thought they were just going to lose badly. I did not think that they were going to be close to the end, but credit them. You're right. The mistakes mounted up, as Pop, which you noted after the game with media. Yeah, it wasn't just Patty Mills double dribble or Yaka Pirtle, you know, what he was doing on the court. It was collectively. You 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 had a bunch of guys having to come together at the last minute because they needed bodies. It was simple as that. You had how many guys out in quarantine, health safety procedures right now? I mean, it was almost the, the entire team is gutted. So, Joe, shocking, they have to play different rotations with among players who never really had shared the court. Uh, together so yeah you know nobody should be shocked that they lost it was it painful the way they lost of course because it was a game that maybe just slipped through their fingers if they didn't do little things why did they give why did pop give the ball to patty mills when Dejounte murray was a hot guy you know so th- my point is th- there's blamed enough to go around to everybody it wasn't that you mentioned just patty's double dribble or yaka purple's mistake Look, credit Mills and Pirtle, they both owned up to it the next day with media. Jakob saying he should have done this and that. Patty, you know, you know, lamenting over the fact he double dribbled. But, Joe, you, you, what did you expect? You, you know, if anything, you should be proud of what this team did. Yeah, they were competitive. They, they almost won the damn thing. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the irony in all this. They, they had no business being in the game. Yet they were there. It was very winnable. But again, you know, inexperience rears its ugly head. And and that's part of the growing process. But one of the things that really uh, I'm keeping an eye on is what's up with Trey Lyles right now? You know, why doesn't Coach Pop play him more? You know, I, I believe it's just 
you know, there's not enough minutes to go around, but it just seems like he's getting lost in the shuffle because at times it looks like Coach Pop is just going on a full-on youth movement here. So he just might be some of, one of these guys who just gets lost in the shuffle, yeah. you know, and he, what, there's not enough minutes. And another thing, Jeff, Jakob, dunk the ball. He, he I know. I mean, there was a couple of bunnies there that he lost. Easy, you know, layups that just didn't go in. They would have went in and it would have been an and one if he would have dunked the ball. And that could have been the difference in the game. Jakob needs to do better. And there, I don't know, Jeff, how they can make him get angry and be aggressive and just dunk the ball. Even Sean Elliott, you hear him when he's, you know, making the play calls and he's getting frustrated. He's like, dunk the ball, Jakob. I mean, you can't say it enough, Jeff. It may come to a point where you have to realize that that's just not Jakob's game. I mean, there, you may have to just own up to it, and hopefully that he'll be that aggressive and finish at the rim with authority. But maybe that's not just not him right now. I'm not comparing him to David Robinson. Remember back when David Robinson was playing? How many times did you hear that as well? Dunk the ball, David. Don't go for any finesse layup. You know, so um, it comes to show you that not all big men, whether you're an MVP of the league, Hall of Famer, Robinson, or Jakob Pertle, you know, don't really have that in them. Uh, now, of course, you know, both finish at the rim with authority from time to time, especially Robinson. But my point is, is that there may be a point where you have to just realize that's just not Jakob's game. And if he does that in a game, great. And if he goes for a layup or a bunny and he misses or he makes it, well, we know that's him. Joe, what are your thoughts about uh, Lucas Samanich, who surprisingly got the start uh, after being recalled from Austin? Let's let let's be real for a second with Luca. You know, Luca is a young kid, man, and he looks great when he's over at the Austin Spurs. I was very uh, excited to see him, not just Luca, but Trey also get the call. You know, to come back with the team because they needed bodies in order to play against mm-hmm. OKC. Luca, he played 19 minutes. You know, and he when he, he only had four points, and in those four points, you know, he. He did okay, you know, but primarily they were just used as bodies out there in order to compete. But it's it's a learning process for him. You know, he had four rebounds, four points in his 19 minutes of play. And you just you just like seeing him out there on the court. He's looking better, I got to say, Jeff, than when he first started. You know, mm-hmm. you can see that the progress is being made there. And, and I look forward to him getting more meaningful minutes and getting that experience out there out there on the court. Because it's just a matter of time before he has a a 19-point or a 20-plus point game. And then Spurs Twitter is going to be on the Luka Samanich train. You know, oh, Luka, mm-hmm. Luka, if you weren't there for the kid in the beginning, don't jump on it now. You know, I mean, I've seen them just be horrible out there with Luka and saying he's a bust. And that's an, that's an unfair assumption. So I'm I'm glad the kid got his time. And I look forward to seeing him grow. That's all you want to see is just growth out of him, just some sort of development on the court. And you saw it in that first game uh, after being recalled against the Thunder. He needs to maximize it because you do not know if the plans are to send him back to Austin. Now, for those of you who are not following the G League, the G League season right now is being crammed in. It's almost a game every day, some starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, lasting until the end of the day. They're trying to get a season. And now if Austin continues to play and they make the postseason, maybe there's a chance they may uh, send him back up, him and Trey Jones. So he needs to maximize 
the uh, the time he's getting now for him to get the start hopefully it was a boost to his confidence but Joe look there was just rust and they had been away from the game for quite some time Patty Mills even commented saying that it felt longer than uh, than a little bit over a week so hopefully with time they'll get their legs back under him but especially got to prepare for this too Joe there's going to be a second adjustment period when all these other guys come back they're going to need to get their legs back get back into the rotation, find their ways. So there will be that upcoming as well. And Joe, one final thought about the game before we put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs is the the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge came off the bench. Do you think this should be a thing moving forward or he should come back to that starting unit? If you, if you watched what happened with Coach Pop after that OKC game, usually Coach Pop is just, you know, they ask him a question and he'll answer it right away. He was kind of thrown for a loop a little bit. He did not say that this was not going to be a thing. And he did not say this it was just a one-off. I think he was kind of testing the waters to see how good LaMarcus was going to be with that second unit. I think he got his answer. I think LaMarcus's uh, position just changed. I, I think he's going to be delegated to the bench. It, it just makes sense because he looks so good out there with that second unit. He's still able to be productive, get his minutes, get his points, but it might, might not necessarily be conducive to the team and their winning culture moving forward, uh, trying to make a push for the playoffs with him in that starting lineup. Now, how is he going to, I guess, be how forthcoming is he going to be with kind of, you know, having to fill that position coming off the bench? I don't know if he'd be happy with that. I, so We'll just have to see what happens, you know. Is he going to be? But did you you liked it though, or you didn't like it? I, I liked it. Oh, you, you know, it, it okay. made sense. But at the end of the day, we just don't really know what's going to happen. I, I think it's a a great move if he comes off the bench from now on. But is he going to be resistant to it? That's that's my biggest thing. We've seen how he is a little sensitive, Jeff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there 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 is a history of that as well. Uh, but yeah, the Spurs will play again tomorrow. I think they play the Pelicans. Is that correct, Joe? Yeah, they play the Pelicans oh, uh, in, in San Antonio. Yeah, so um, they'll be back. But hey, Joe, they finished the rotary road trip two and one above 500. So yay, there's that. Has it been has it been above 500 in quite some time? So there's a positive as well. But hopefully everybody's going to be back soon, so the Spurs could have a full roster moving forward. Look, Joe, even if. A couple of those guys were not on the COVID protocols. Pick one. Derek, fine. De- Devin, fine. Kelton <laughs> um, uh, Johnson, fine. I think the Spurs still would have probably got that win. It was just a lot of mistakes with a bunch of rotations that were different and uh, some rust setting in. So, the, the, you well, know. Casey out of the water. They had yeah, a yeah. It would it would have been over. But, hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the uh, trade rumor that you're hearing um, regarding LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, do you think, uh, are you buying or are you selling? We need to hear about that. What do you think about Casey's trade scenarios, his trade machine, mine going? And of course, Joe, what do you think about his thoughts on the Spurs return uh, from the pause versus the Thunder? Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. And uh, don't forget to check out the rest of the Locked On NBA Network. There's so much going on there. You really need to go check it out, including what's going on on Friday. So today, 
You want to check out Locked On NBA, you can join Anthony Irvin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Mattis of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap of the biggest stories around the league. Adam and Anthony, they bring you the game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking that you just can't miss. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today, wherever you get podcasts. Joe, take it away. Yeah, they can go ahead and check me out at Two Shots Podcast. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, basically, you can hear Two Shots anywhere you get your podcast. So it's, again, Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O, Two Shots Podcast. And we just announced yesterday that we have a brand new co-host to the Two Shots Podcast, and that is one Chelsea Torres. So Chelsea's going to be bringing in her positive energy and her love for everything that has to do with the San Antonio Spurs, sports in general, and also pop culture. So we're going to be talking a little bit about, like, you know, shows like WandaVision and other mm-hmm. geeky stuff. So it's going to be fun, Jeff. Make sure to check out that and more and follow Joe on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. So for Joe Garcia, Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.